welcome to Skyrim 10 AD, ASA Podcasting's D&D adventure in Skyrim. It has been 10 years since Alduin the World Eater has, to, has, been, uh, has been defeated at the hands of the Dragonborn. But it is not his tale we are here to tell. Join us as uh, new adventurers uh, take up the challenge of conquering the Snow Crown. So, um, this week I'd like to uh, introduce you to our uh, players and their characters. In order of think of how many pets they have currently. So, starting off with, so starting off with the lowest, and who's had the most recent? So, so I think I got two zeros there. I think I got mouse and uh, Luke. Both have zero yep. pets. When was the last time over you were twenty the years from over twenty years for me, Victor? Uh, you're muted, Victor. I don't hear Victor. Yeah. Sorry I about that. I very recently had a cat. So all right, so it, it will it will be it will be I. So yeah, uh, hi everybody. This is uh, Pat. I am uh, playing here in our game. I'm playing the character of Luke Icewalker, who is a cleric of the uh, Faith of Kine or Kinnereth, whichever you prefer. He's a Nord um, who's family uh, were effectively refugees to Cyrodiil many years ago before he was born. Uh, he lived there for his whole life until very recently when he uh, received a calling from his deity to come to Skyrim. And uh, the adventures that we've you've heard over this uh, past few months and years are uh, what has ensued from that. And... Uh... This is Victor. I am playing a character by the name of Septimus Vulpin, a.k.a. Mouse, who has a just about a, an exact opposite origin story, anyway, to uh, uh, Luke, who uh, Septimus was born in Sterodil, but moved early to, was orphaned, uh, and moved early to Skyrim, raised by his aunt, who was then killed when Septimus was 14, and he has been on his own um, living on the streets and uh, a little bit in orphanages uh, since then. Uh, and now he is 24 and uh, selling himself out as a guide. And that's how he met this group. Okay. So uh, it will be between, uh, I believe, Andrew has two. <laughs> uh, we used to, but you know, young child in the house, we keep adding pets like fucking rats you know, <laughs> coming into our house. And it's winter time, we we're yeah, we're taking on pets like crazy. So uh, we just got our third pet the other day, a couple months ago. Um, I am playing Bati, uh, the elf, sassy little songstress bard, likes to write poetry. Uh, inspired by the story of the dragonborn, always wants to know more about it, decides to hoof it up to Skyrim, the last known uh, location of the dragonborn, to see if we can piece some more stories together. Happens to stumble upon Luke, 
uh, early on and really take him on as 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 a big brother and uh has a great affection for luke and we stumble upon our kitty friend uh who was literally up a tree with a problem and uh, so we continue our adventures together as a, as a happy party and uh, uh, she's just really grateful to have such a, a a good band of people to have she as her protector as she is a small person uh, not not incredibly skilled in the 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 art of death but more of a, a kill him with the with the pen type oh, John Wick. <laughs> oh yeah that way too i <laughs> mean And uh, lastly, we have our young, uh, our young animal friend, uh, Jaquai. Uh, so this is Ray, and um, I play uh, Jaquai Chang Kane, uh, who is a monk, um, and uh, he is uh, in Skyrim looking for his brother. Um, he had been. Uh, out in the uh, the warm sands, uh, meditating when uh, he got word from his master that uh, he needed him to come back to the monastery. And uh, when he returned, he found out that there was somebody there that was looking for uh, his brother, um, Zaren, uh, but he was referring to him as uh, Zarendar. And... Um, so he was uh, sent on a quest to uh, to find out about his brother and um, you know see what he was uh, what he was doing. So uh, Jaquai was peacefully sitting around a campfire, um, getting ready to uh, eat a nice piece of fish when a, uh, a deranged wolf came out of the uh, out of the woods. Um, and uh, he was so quick on Jaquai that uh, he ended up uh, leaping to uh, the tallest tree. And that's where uh, uh, Luke and Body uh, found him uh, hanging out up there waiting for the uh, wolf to finish his lunch and uh, be on his merry way. Now that wolf was more scared of you than you were of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we learned, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, he should have been. <laughs> awesome and uh, with us uh, this week and for the, the past uh, few weeks we have our, our special guest uh, Adam well we have two special guests actually we have uh, uh, Adam and uh, Tyrell I believe yes that's right <laughs> so uh, if you'd like to let us know who uh, your the characters used to are playing Okay, this is Adam. I'm playing the character of Eris Andaris. He's a uh, Dunmer fighter, um, originally from Solstheim, who came to Skyrim after the death of his family uh, at the hands of a uh, vampire clan. Um, he uh, soon after joined up with the Dawn Guard, uh, where he met his companion, uh, Flair who is played by my dog, Tyrael. Uh, <laughs> very frisky Tyrael today. Uh, and uh, short, shortly after um, leaving the Fort Dawn Guard, he 
came upon White Run and ran into uh, a band of uh, other travelers and adventurers, and he's been uh, joined up with them since. Awesome, and uh, welcome uh, all my players, uh, all the players, and uh, the listeners who's uh, listening in. And um, I'd just like to. Uh, um, on the um, story so far, uh, up to now, um, are are you going to Skyrim have just uh, entered into the hold of Whiterun uh, in hopes that Jaquai could get in contact with the Kajin caravans uh, or caravaneers um, to find out if they would have any information on um, the history or the location or any news whatsoever on uh, his uh, brother, seeing that they uh, travel all over Skyrim and have a um, a wide knowledge of a lot of the the uh, the holes of Skyrim, or traveling all over and uh, meeting with each other. So that was the plan. Uh, upon approaching Right One, they ran across a, a Dharma from the Dawn Guard and uh, aided him in a battle he was endued with uh, a Dramora. Uh, once they had uh, a few words and a couple of drinks, they decided to enter the city uh, together, where they came across um, Eris's quarry in Anusera, a Khajiit monk um, who was in the process of fleeing from the companions after uh, she had been caught uh, trying to obtain evidence that they were worshippers of the Daedric Prince Hercene, or at least some of them were. And she wanted to get this um, news back to uh, Fort Dongar to inform her uh, superiors so they could come and, in her words, wipe out um, these um, heretics or these um, beasts. Um, forming a plan, um, she asked for their aid in return for for information that she uh, claimed to have about uh, Jaquai's brother. Uh, knowing, uh, recognizing the name when uh, Jaquai was uh, passing it around, uh, saying it in places, shouting it at the top of his lungs in the middle of the street, um, letting people know. Um, I came to know that she had some information and in exchange for that they would cause a distraction for the rest of the companions by partaking in a game of siege stone against uh, the majority of the companions they approached and in uh, and then began a game uh, that didn't seem to have an end uh, apologies for episode 37 uh, <laughs> I should have put a little note at the start of that to not necessarily to listen to all of this um, so uh, during that game, she was going to use a distraction to be able to enter into Yorvaska and uh, go in search of the evidence that she required. So, we join our players now. They are currently uh, embroiled in the game. Um, but they, um, while they are outside playing, Anusra is uh, thinking of... Uh, is trying to find her way into your Vasca. So let's um, give me a second. 
So, we are going to find out if a newsreel was able to get in and get the information that she requires. So, first off, with her plus three in stealth, she's going to roll a stealth roll to see if she can get in to your Vasco. Undetected. And that is a six, becoming a total of nine as she enters. Luckily, when she enters your Vasco in through the front door, uh, there, uh, as um, Luke had already ascertained, there was nobody currently in the front room of your Vasco. She makes uh, a perception check. Plus one, and that's eleven. And she has a quick search around, and she can hear the rowdiness coming from the outside as she wanders around the opposite side of the room. She can't hear anything uh, currently, and can't see anybody in this room. So she decides to head downstairs. So as she heads downstairs. Um, we have two people, and one of them has a perception of 10, and the other one has a perception of 15. So, as she sneaks in through the door, after a little search upstairs, she's going to retry or stealth check. And that, that is a, can you believe it, that is another six. <laughs> giving her Shameful a total of, in giving her a total of 12. But as Luke had seen, there was another person in the uh, downstairs in the uh, in the hall of your Vasca, who they thought would be outside enjoying the game but was not was Mjol the lioness the harbinger of the companions she has a passive perception of 50 was room reading but got up to move to the opposite side of the room to replace the book and change it for another and as she walked past it went Anusra um, entered into the lower so um, after 5-10 minutes of being in your Vasco she has already been discovered um, yeah so Yola Linus um, is going to give pace um, and with a fire of her level she could definitely while well, Anusra is king See, I'm trying to think what's the best way. Yeah, Anusra uh, is pretty fast. Um, but no, I think she's gonna get you. So let's let's give it a a try. So let's that's that's an eight for Anusra, and let's see what we can get from Mjol the Lioness. Uh, that's an eighteen. Yeah, so with more determination. <laughs> she gets 
captured, I'm afraid, uh, <laughs> by the Norman Lioness. Tried to escape, never even got a chance to get in and search around. Uh, so, approximately 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes into the game um, that you guys have against the companions. Um, just uh, last left off is that uh, Farkas had gained a strike against the backboard, the one that uh, the thrower's uh, shield that Luke is standing on. He's gained a strike on that. One, maybe two more hits on that, and they're going to be. Uh, and Luke's team, uh, our intrepid gang, are going to lose the game. But it's at this point that from the in, uh, from the, uh, the doors to the right of the pitch where they're um, uh, playing, out of your Vascar comes Miola Lioness, the harbinger of the companions, with her f uh, hand firmly grasping the wrist of Manuzara and dragging her out um, into onto the veranda just outside of your Vasco, where you all turn and see her being dragged behind by an Uzra. What would you like to do? Whose whose turn it is? Is it in the game? <laughs> uh, it would actually be your turn. I'm throwing a uh, rock, man. I've been throwing this rock for hours. <laughs> I'm throwing this damn rock. <laughs> And what was our were we, uh, strength modifier? It was the strength modifier, yes. All right, so I roll. That's probably that may be my best roll. It's still not a natural twenty, so I may not hit. But I rolled a twenty-one. Twenty-one. I'm afraid that falls just short. Oh, big uh, splash! Oh, yeah, well. yeah, big splash. Just uh, about. You probably hit, get it close, um, and hit the center board, but not the backboard. Um, where Pyol starts dragging her out, and the companions are not even um, uh, paying attention to any of this. They've sort of like you know dropped their sort of like you know their slings, uh, and they're starting to walk back towards as uh, the harbinger takes, uh, grabs her out, and pulls her out in front, <coughs> and um, uh, Ayala. And he goes, what is she doing back? And, he go, and um, what is it? Uh, the harbor just turns around and he goes, I just caught her sneaking downstairs again, probably. And she looks over to you guys, probably in an attempt to steal back what she tried to steal yesterday. And she looks straight over to you, Eris. Because quite a coincidence that you have to show up here at this particular moment in time. You have anything to say for yourself? I feel like I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised to see her back. I uh, I had believed she was soon to be leaving town. Hmm. Make a deception check. <clears throat> a ten. Ten. Hmm. 
No, well, I did think she was going to be leaving soon. <laughs> um, it's not a lie uh, if you believe it. Yeah, so she was. It's she thought you were lying, so she went for an insight check, uh, and she rolled a natural one. <laughs> uh, so, so, can now stroll over and bow. And say, Lady Mule, truly, we had no idea she was going there. Um, yes, but um, there's other people there, and one of them is very, very suspicious. Uh, oh, she didn't get much. She got uh, a six. Roll a deception check, Mouse. Uh, with my, I have pretty high deception, so that's a 14. Even though I rolled a uh, 7. She rolled it. Yeah, she rolled a 6. Uh, Ayala rolled a 6. She was very suspicious, especially the way you, you with that smile plastered all over your face. She was a little bit suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> but she definitely thought you were lying. But it, it seems that you're, like, you know, you're to taking her out. This goes well. Mjol turns around and goes, well. Regardless, she's or she has proven herself completely uh, untrustworthy, even breaking in. This is beyond bound. This is will not be stood for. He goes, I want her out of the city, and I want her taking far away. And he goes, We hold you. She's now pointing at you, Eris, and she goes, We hold you responsible, and all the darn god. He goes, if um, you don't get her out of the city tonight, he goes, she's going to be in prison for a very, very long time with no possibility of getting out. Understood. I agree. It's best for her to uh, return to Fort Dongard. And you... And you tell, and just as... Um, uh, she's standing there. Uh, a news reader. Her, her ears are are, are sort of like Dara's. She's hanging her head, and she's just completely despondent and, and no idea what to do or what to say. Um, you guys are all your feet are all soaking wet, uh, playing a game. Um, Jaquai is after taking a rock to the pants. Um, you're all sort of like not in the best condition and sort of like you're not in the best shape um, but it is a fairly nice day um, uh, that's when you hear her coming up from behind you Harris Harris and then walking behind the, um, the back of your Vasca you see a very familiar sight of this rather broad, very stocky orc with a top nut at the back, grey-haired, dawn-blood, heavy armour lashed across the front, all buckled up. And this is... You recognise him, and you look at... As you spot uh, him, you look back and see uh, Inuzura, very wide-eyed, seeing as Durak uh, walks up to the back of your Vaska. Eris, and he looks over and goes, "Ah, 
found the little kitten, did you? I did. We're heading back. Well, we're heading back. And we're heading back very quickly. What? Yo, what's going on? What? Why is everything? Why is that guy naked? Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking over at uh, Vilkas and uh, Mjol uh, loses it and is literally dragging Anuzra behind her and dragging her over to uh, where Durak is and he goes, did you set this little bitch among us to learn our secrets to spy and us um, Durak is no is is that what she was doing Yes, that's what she's been. She's been in there stealing items from us, trying to prove to everyone that we're danger worshippers and peace folk. And uh, Dora sort of like looks at you, Eris, uh, looking questioningly. Um, uh, I'm glad to see you, Derek. Um, hoping that you can help us sort this out. Um. Is uh, Miol letting her go? Uh, she's still, she's still, no, she's she's still holding onto her wrist, making sure that she doesn't run away. She knows how fast she is and how nimble she is, so she's she's got a firm grip on her. And uh, <laughs> Durek looks at you and sort of like, as you said, uh, that sort of like, and he goes, "Huh?" And he goes, "Well, I kind of don't give a fuck," and. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask Israel, Israel's not going to give a fuck either. He goes, so what? She went in, she, look, she went to steal some stuff. You know and I know that nothing's going to come of that. He... <coughs> uh, he, goes, he goes, you understand what she was looking for? Yeah, I understand. He goes, what, you think there's something against it? We don't care about situations like that. We don't care about laws of men and laws of this or that. He goes, if she genuinely thought that there was a threat to everybody, that's what she would send there to look at, and we would listen to her. And he goes, and if there wasn't, then we just ignore what she had to say. We know why she came to us, why she uh, didn't go to the vigilance. Because she wants to get vengeance or whatever. But... Them. We lose Kyle. Yeah. Yo. There is. There you go. But. <laughs> Anybody remember who was on the uh, center board for the uh, companions? Oh, that's me. No, no. The, the the barrier wall. No, the the same board that I was on. Oh, I'm sorry. The, uh... Uh, we, we, I don't think we, I think we figured it out. We, I don't think we're ever explicitly told. Let's see. Uh, I thought we were, cause she had, uh, way, way more key points than I did. Uh, Ayla, Farkas, and Athos were throwing things. So Farkas was throwing the big rock. Ayla and Athos were throwing the little ones. Uh... So it must have been Rhea right? on the wall. With, uh, Rhea, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, can you guys hear me? Yep. No. Yeah, no, we can. You, you, you went away for about a minute there. Oh, sorry. Um, you, you went away at butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Oh. Uh, sorry, at that point, what did I get up to? Um, so they were. Um, so Mule and uh, uh, Dirac were talking about what uh, uh, the Khajiit was doing there. Well, did you hear the part where he swore? No. Yes, there were a couple of f bombs, <laughs> and then, and then I think it was Mule was speaking, and she said something, and I. I apologize, I can't remember exactly what, and then, but, and then, then you went away. Well, um, I guess it's a point of where, uh, Durok, uh, turns around to Mjolnir and says, and he goes, all of that, it doesn't matter, she's coming back with us anyway, and he goes, and we need your help, Mjolnir. And, uh, Mjolnir just... Let's go of a Nirzara and just look, looks straight at Durok, starts walking towards him, and he goes, You found her. And uh, Durok goes, Uh, no, sorry, we didn't. But we have, we have bigger problems at the, at the border near the, uh, near the fort. And he goes, Uh, one of our patrols just went. And uh, we gathered some, uh, well, some evidence, a witness. But um, we need somebody who knows the area. Um, and <coughs> excuse me, those will know the the history of the area. We've uh, well, we need you to come back with us. And uh, we all just like. Mm. And uh, director is well. He goes, I don't know about this, but you want her gone, right? Well, she's coming back with us. I can get her out of here today. And he goes, I can get him out today. And he goes, but I'm gonna need you to come with us, please. We need your help. Iris, do you say anything? Um, no. Um, I'm I'm just aware that uh, you know I'll be leaving with with them. Um, actually, I I how um, I do want to ask Anuzra if she has something to speak to Jaquai about before we leave. Well. Well, she's currently just been released. She hasn't really moved, but uh, I mean, what what do you say to her directly? Um, basically, do, do you have any anything you'd like to say to Jaquai? And uh, she she looks good. Uh, I'm under the impression that we're about to leave um, imminently. Is that correct or? Um, she's uh, l looks at you and she says, "Oh, uh, oh yeah." And she um, she turns around and passes you uh, a note. Goodbye. So I look at her and say, "Thank Second. you." 
and, and slipped the note into my Yo. pocket. Okay. Uh, Mjol, it turns about, uh, kind of notices, but it's just ignoring it. It's not take, taking, paying that much attention to it. Um, um, yeah, so Mjol is, um, hmm. I don't know, I don't think so. So let's have uh, Durak roll a persuasion check. Uh, oh, and that's four. <laughs> um, so, without uh, any help from anybody in uh, convincing Mule to leave, and with all the... Uh, the, um, the trouble she's had with... Um, Anusra, and now she's getting slightly suspicious of Eris as well. Um, she doesn't want to help um, Durak, so she says, "I'm." She goes, "I only need you to find her." He goes, "You find, you find that little bitch. And you tell me where she is, uh, and you, you let me deal with her." He goes, "But other than that." I have no interest in helping out the Dawn Guard again. Hmm. So, Durak and Garthman goes, fine. Yes. But, remember, the Dawn Guard is not here to play nice. We're here to kill monsters and end threats. He goes, if you don't like what we do, he goes, well, you can take it up with my axe. And he goes, you and you with me. So, <coughs> he turns around to uh, you, Eris, and he goes, time to say your goodbyes. He goes, we're leaving. So, uh, he starts to walk off, leaving... Anusra, Eris, and Flair there. The companions seem to be leaving you guys uh, to your devices to see where you go and what you do. Um, but they're they're not crowding you, they're not surrounding you. They seem to have believed a story that you didn't know that Anusra, <laughs> surprisingly enough, <laughs> didn't know that you were there creating the destruction. Seemed to believe Eris and uh, Max's assertion that you simply came out for a friendly game. That's all it was. And, <laughs> had, yeah. had we graciously accept their forfeiture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They walked off the field. Yeah. yeah. So, as, so as soon as there's a, a lessening of the tension, I, I'm going to yeah. look. So to... they're walking out there. They haven't got in. But they're still sort of like hanging around the Vrandiera, sitting down, getting some meads, and sort of like looking over, kind of, kind of looking at it like it's a bit of a show, like you know, uh, what's going on here? Sort of like you know, the the teenagers are up to looking at the Dwanga. So, so, so as soon as there's a break in the tension, I'll I'll, I'll look at Jaquai and uh, sort of you know, nod towards the pocket he put the note in. Is uh, does that contain the information that was owed to you? Well, we'll see. I haven't read it. Give me one second. I suggest perhaps you read it. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll I did. Out of <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do it in front of everybody, though. Well, yeah, well, uh, I, and I waited till there was sort of a lull, and, and we weren't sort of under, completely in the spotlight. I mean, I know we're back. I, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. that's okay. That's um, my that's my suggestion. You decide what you want to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to look at the note. Okay. So. There we go. <coughs> so, see, uh, Jaquire put his hand in his pocket. Take out right. Uh, you, uh, Aris, Penusra is sort of like, you know, with, um, what you call, with Durak there and with all the companions around her, she doesn't seem to be interested in uh, trying to escape or uh, she seems utterly defeated. Um, but she is nearby. And uh, Eris, and you are all pretty much as well as uh, Jaquai is reading this night. I'm sorry, what was that last thing you said? And you're, you're all standing by uh, watching Jaquai read the note. Okay. So have any of you heard of a, um, a monastic order called the Order of the Silencing Shadow? Oh. It's not one I'm familiar with, but uh, evidently there's someone oh, at uh, Fort Dawnguard. Uh, no, that's a newsera. Oh, that's a newsera? Um, that's a news room, yeah. She's leaving you the note saying, like, if you have questions, come and ask me. Because obviously she expected to go in, find, get away, and then yeah. be off to Fort Dawnguard. That's why it says in the note. You come and find me at Fort Dawnguard. Uh, Eris knows the way to Fort Dawnguard because none of you know where Fort Dawnguard is. It's a secret location. So you know it's somewhere in the rift, but you don't know where it is. She's leaving in the note saying, Speak to Eris, he should be able to tell you where Fort Ongai is. But she's saying to you, if you have questions, you can ask me if there's anything you don't understand in the note. So, um, you wrote a roll a history check, and whoever he asked all of you, so whoever wants to roll a history check, if you want to, you can. <laughs> it's got to be oh. good. I've got a negative one modifier. Good luck here. <laughs> 15. Um, I got a 16. I'm also a 16. Yeah, the DC for all you guys, apart from um, Rejikwai, is going to be a lot higher. I don't think there's anybody else there. Oh, wait. Um, no, Mio would probably not... Uh... And she's got a 17, so yeah, and so no, no. So nobody else has ever heard of this monastic, um, uh, for, apart from you, uh, Jaquai, you have heard of this before. Um, you've heard of uh, the Silencing Shadow. And th again, there were a monastic order that trained Khajiit uh, in sort of like different styles of fighting. This one was... Um, I mean, you've only ever heard of it in passing, and some most of it is kind of like it, they didn't actually exist. People just mentioned it to sort of like, you know, scare things. But 
the um, the way they existed was to be able to um, kill without ever being found out, to steal without ever ever being found. They were, if you wanted somebody to do something that nobody would ever know who had done it, then these were the people that you would attribute it. So if this high-ranking official or a king or uh, sort of like a high noble had been assassinated, it was more than likely the order of the silencing shadow. Uh, if something that was impossible to then have stolen, it was probably somebody from the silencing shadow who had stolen. They are uh, like a monastic warriors, but there were um, pretty extreme and very skilled at what they did. Um, uh, what did, did you did you get a fifth over fifteen? No, I just got a fifteen. A sixteen minus one. So you, you hit a 15. You will know that the, um, as with you, they also have a coin that shows um, what displays what school that they come from. But you've never seen of it. You've only heard it described. And that one is um, has um, the sun being eclipsed by both moons. It's the coin of the eclipsing moons. So you have, it's uh, made of onyx with some gold flecks on it that re represent the rays of the sun and then it's all the sun is uh, being eclipsed by both moons um, so I'll tell Eris that I, I would really like to talk to this uh, survivor um, that uh You know, that sought sanctuary from the Dawn Guard. No, sorry, again, it's, I don't know. Did okay. I write it? Really I'm not badly? reading that right then. Yeah, firstly, this one uh, is the mid middle tale. paragraph. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, many moons ago, and. Um, so, what. Yeah, within her, but in within her order. If you remember from the last episode, she's also from a monastic order in oh, uh, elsewhere. Okay, she was a member of, uh, so a news of the Stor order. Scorching Claw. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So the one who would know that information would be a newsera, not Ares. Okay. Um. Am I able to talk to Anusra before they leave for Fort Dungard? Yeah, um, sort of like Durak slowly walking off, but he told him to say the goodbye. So if you want to ask her something, she's there and she's uh, doesn't look very good. She's uh, looking very defeated. But uh, yeah, if you wanted to talk to her, you can. Yeah, well, I'll resist the urge to tell her she's a crappy Khajiit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> what we do. Um, so Nusra, how do I how do I locate this survivor? I, I need to find out uh, 
what she knows about uh, my brother Zarendar. Um, oh, she was with us for quite a uh, an, a while, quite a number of years actually, but she went off uh, on her own as as you do. She she trained some with us, made uh, learned some of our tricks, but went off on her own and being and from the order of the silencing shadow if she wants to stay hidden she's going to stay hidden she's probably would probably be just as hard to find as uh, as your brother as as i said i i did not know much all right well thank you for this information so I'm going to go back to uh, to Luke and Mouse and Body and tell them I, I know very little more, but um, it still looks like the uh, the Kajit caravans are still, you know, my best uh, option for getting more information. So... Uh, Anusra starts walking off and uh, she um, she looks at you, Eris, and just, um, just, uh, shakes her head and, uh, and just walks off. She knows she was going to say some stuff, but then she thought well, maybe she'd get you into, into more trouble if she sort of like pulls you in. So she carries a walk and, and starts following off after uh, Durak. Um, and those are all, I'll catch up with you in just a moment. And, uh, I guess I, I, Eris turns to the party and thanks them for their help, um, over the last several days and says that, uh, it's now time for him to return to Fort Vanguard, um, with Durek. Uh, that's, uh, that's where he uh, leaves them. He wishes them all uh, the the best in their goals and uh, says uh, farewell, friends. Good luck. Thank and you. Safe travels. You all as well. Thank you, Aris. So uh, he turns and follows off with uh, Derek. And uh, as you're heading off and following off um, uh, with Dorex, sort of like, uh, sort of like giving a wave and sort of um, heading up behind you, as Dorex is heading down the stairs, the opposite side of uh, of uh, uh, of your Vasker, and heading down towards uh, the the big tree, um, instead of he's, it looks like he's turning right to head back up to. Um, Dragon's Reach. He's not to turn left to head towards the gate and starts walking all the way up towards Dragon's Reach. Just following along. Do you still follow him? Yes, I do. Um, I guess Eris would assume possibly he's going to speak to the Jarl and uh, perhaps ask for some kind of help with uh, the, whatever the situation is uh, near the border. 
So as you uh, head back up, um, you're following up, and he's heading up to, and he you pass the two guards that are standing right at the very top of the stairs that um, are just before the bridge that leads across to the the big doors of Dragon's Reach. He just nods to them, and you follow along. Nuzra is in between you two, so it's Durak. Nuzra is following him, and you're behind, walking up the Dragon's Reach. He walks past, just nods to the guards, and they nod back. And he heads through the door, and up. as you walk into um, Dragon's Reach, you see um, the um, the big long table there uh, on either side of this big main fire. It's actually the first time you've been in here. <coughs> it looks um, very nice. There's flags all run across, leading up to the uh, what would probably be the throne right at the very back. And above it, you see this great big tapestry hanging from the back of a tower, kind of leaning over on fire with a dragon uh, flying down the side of it breathing fire um, at this tower uh, and you see dotted along out on, on the top and around the uh, this uh, tower is um, where it appears to be white run guards in their yellow uniform as they surround the tower uh, sort of like uh, firing arrows at this dragon um, so as you pass that you go uh, you follow Jurak and he goes into the room on the right as you walk in, you see an alchemy table. You see a mage over in the corner who seems to be studying, uh, researching in this uh, in this book. And you see uh, an enchanting table. And then just before it, standing on a very large um, circle that's been drawn on the floor in chalk, and the middle of it, you see the um, the old imperial that has been staying at your um, uh, fort recently, you see Dexian Evicus still with the blindfold across his eyes, uh, finishing up the design of the chalk uh, on the floor, and he goes uh, and Dexian uh, stands up and, uh, and he goes, ah. Well, I've just finished myself. Are we ready to go? And uh, Doric just nods his head and he goes, uh, he goes, first time for you guys, make it quick. And then Dexian finishes the last rune on the circle and then this portal opens up in the center of the, of the room where Dexian stands to one side and then you see Doric enter into the portal and disappear into a flash of purple smoke. And uh, er, uh, Dexian is ushering you towards the portal. What do you do? I uh, look at a newsera and kind of raise my eyebrows. Uh, she runs and jumps through. And uh, I I follow her with uh, Flair on my heels. As you push it, uh, Flair's not too happy about it, but you're sort of like dragging <laughs> along. And then, and then you suddenly see your stomach rise up and fall as if you're going jumping off a, or going down on a high, excuse <coughs> me, on a roller coaster. Your stomach just goes up and the world drops from beneath you. And 
you hear no sound and then you hear all the sounds and then suddenly boom you appear and you are in the center of Fort Dongard. You are in the central chamber looking up and you see the hole coming through the the cross on the floor and you see that small round um, grating with the water just below it and just on the opposite side of there you, you see Isran um, still as old and as grizzled as ever um, but it appears that he has a, a new pet uh, by his feet as he's walking along he's heading towards um, the, the centre chamber where the sun is beaming down through the hole in the ceiling um, he has what appears to be a vampire thrall in chains as he's dragging it towards the centre to where this sun is beaming down um, you would can surmise that what he's planning to do is to torture or even kill this vampire by leaving it, uh, dragging it into the area of the sun. He looks at Durak Anuzra. Dexian steps off to one side, and he Eastrad oh, looks at Durak and goes, "Where's Where's the harbinger?" Durak just shakes his head and she goes, "She wouldn't come unless we had the little bitch." He goes, but she was moaning about this one. I don't know what and he starts poking a nose in in the shoulder. <laughs> I don't know what it's been up to. He goes, but she's uh, uh, been causing trouble for uh, those up. He goes up with the companions. He goes, they're they're nothing but foul beasts. The, the, the worshipper seen there and he goes, and and he goes, oh, I don't give a fuck. And he goes, they kill. And go, so whatever they use or whatever they are they don't go around killing or eating innocent people and he goes they're on our side and he goes we know that for damn sure and he goes I don't want you fucking up any of our alliances and he goes you Eris and he goes sir he goes I need you to have a look at something. And he goes, I was hoping Mjol would have a look. She'd probably know a little more. But I need you to have a look at this. And he fucks the, the vampire down on the floor and stands on the back of its neck and then starts dragging its arms out. Light, completely outstretched on the floor where both the arms are just about to touch the, uh, the, the sunlight coming through from the ceiling. As he said, and he goes, what do you think of that? Have you seen anything like this before? And you look down and you see what he's pointing at. And where the chains at the bottom of the wrist are now pushed down past the wrist and are just above, sort of like squeezing up and chubbing up the hand. But it's just above that that he's pointing out to it. On both forearms of this vampire from just below the elbow to above the wrist are long vertical cuts hundreds of them down along the forearm 
going from the elbow to the wrist on both arms. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Or uh, have you ever heard of anything like this before? I don't believe so. Roll a history check. Oh, Newsers gonna roll a history check. Lucky 13. 13. No, you haven't heard of anything or seen anybody with scars like these before. Some of the scars are really old, some of them are really fresh. You haven't seen anything like this before. What has the vampire said about them? Uh, nothing. Give it's, any explanation? Nothing. It's, it's all madness. And he goes, it's been, it was tortured long before it was turned. It's just basically an animal now. And he goes, and... We've lost two patrols now. And one of them had Holger in it. And he goes, I never thought anybody could take down that Nord. But here we are. Yes. Mount up. He goes, and grab your gear. Get everything you need. And he goes, we're heading to Cyrodiil. And then he grabs the back of the <clears throat> the uh, the chain the, around the throat of the vampire and pushes it into the sunlight and then starts uh, was it um, shooting it straight in the chest with uh, uh, with a crossbow it just starts to burn up turn to mist and suddenly disappears into a pile of dust Eris gets a big grin on his face after seeing this vampire meet its end I think we can end this episode there. I'd just like to say thank you very much to Aris and Flair, to Adam and Tyrrell for coming and joining us on the Skyrim 10 AD. It has been uh, great fun having you with us. And I'm afraid we... <laughs> I'm just afraid I didn't get to do as much as, uh, as we wanted to or have a... I touch of a, a better battle of it with that Dramora, but um, you guys <laughs> ended them a little bit too quickly. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, thank all you guys. Uh, Colin, I, man, I really appreciate uh, the work that you put into uh, to the show and, uh, and the work you put into uh, creating Eris um, with me. Uh, at the beginning, the, those several months ago. Um, yeah, and this went a lot longer than I thought, man, but uh, I had a blast. I had a blast with all of you guys, too. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, well, Glad to have you. I really hope, yep. yeah, I really hope, you'll, um, I hope you'll join us again uh, where you can uh, probably start out on your investigation on who or where somebody might have seen those scars before. Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 10 AD. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com 
where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our Amazon link, which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Find our social media in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Skyrim 1080 would like to thank Tabletop Audio for the use of their music in this podcast. If you would like to find more music like this, just go to tabletopaudio.com for more information. Thank you.